You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. And Taj Horthong joins us, former Raiders defensive lineman. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to him. And Taj, good to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, JT. Glad to be here. Great to talk to you again. First off, before we get to your career, tough one last night. When you were seeing Mahomes making plays and then cars making plays, it's Sunday night football. That game had everything other than the victory at the end for the Silver and Black. For sure. You know, I was watching the game, the, the back and forth. I mean, it's I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. You know, unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to pull it out at the end. But, I mean, it it was still a phenomenal game. What is it like? Because you played inside. You could play on the outside. You had a stellar career at Wisconsin. In a game like that, I was worried about the Raider defense being gassed late in the game because Mahomes had a couple of long drives, 16-play, 12-play drive, went the length of the field. What's it like when you're in one of those drives – and you're not going to the sideline, and you got to find a way to get pressure on a guy who just doesn't allow that pressure. He can make so many plays outside the pocket. Well, you know, you you want to try to stay as relentless as possible. You know, you got to that's that's when you got to dig deep. You know, you dig deep and and try to get there, even if you just get a hand up or something, try to disrupt those passes. I mean, you know, that that's what it's all about having that that never-ending motor. You know, and and. What it is. And when you played with the Raiders 05 and 06, you were a guy that came in to play certain plays, to come in to spell someone else, to stay on the field or come in for burst plays. What was that like when you're on the sideline going, all right, your name's called, you're running in there on a second down, first down to do your job? It was, I mean, you know, whenever you're, you get called up, you know, it's time for you to go in and make a play. Um, a lot of a lot of the time, me, yeah, I was sitting on the, on the sidelines, you know, taking everything in, you know, making sure I know what formations they're coming out in. You know, uh, I was backing up Warren Sapp, uh, Tommy Kelly, you know, a bunch bunch of different guys, and you know, I always had to keep my eyes on a lot of different positions because, like you said, you never know when you get called in. But I was always anxious and, and ready to go in to, to you know contribute to the to the team. You know, it was always the anxiety just waiting to get in. And Taj Horthon joins us, former Raider defensive lineman. That's really important to, for today and going forward because the Raiders' defense is trying to find a rhythm and a rotation that worked. And you are a rotation player, and I'm really appreciating what you're saying is you got to be ready. you got to understand the scheme, know who you're coming in for, understand your gaps and responsibilities. And, and did you love that, especially stopping the run, going up against some of the best running backs that you had to compete against back in the day? Yeah, well, I wasn't really too worried about the, the running backs at the time as you know, as much as I was worried about the, the two guys that were going to double-team me you know, yeah. to, to make me not get to them. Um, you know, in, in preparation for games and things like that, you know, it's it's like like you said, um, having no one is half the battle. Like, so if you know they're going to come down and double team you, you know, you're on top of your job. You can almost anticipate things, and when you start anticipating things, you get in the backfield and big things happen. I remember your draft because I was anchoring it for the Raiders. and I remember when you came in and your career at Wisconsin. You really had. An amazing run there with your teammates, what your role was in the Big Ten, and your accomplishments as you grew. Can you talk about your college career and how important that was for you, framing you as the man you are today? Well, you know, I was—I had the pleasure and honor to play under uh, Barry Alvarez. Yes, and actually, my my senior year was his last year coaching, 
for the university, and um, I mean, it was it was a great place. I mean, you know, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, you know, I took my official visit out there, and it was the last school that I ever wanted to see. I knew John Plermo, the defensive line coach at the time. He had a plan. You know, we sat down, we spoke about it. At the time, there was a, a great defensive tackle named Wendell Bryant that was playing at the University of Wisconsin, and that's who I actually wanted to try to mold myself after. You know, seeing all the success that he had at the university. Um, actually, I took his number over um, at, at my sophomore year at, at Wisconsin. But, you know, just all the values and everything and, you know, the the traditional football I feel that we play in Wisconsin, you know, the hard-nosed football, you're going to have great offensive linemen that are going to go against great defensive linemen. And they're going to battle. They're going to battle. You know, we're going to run the ball. You know, powers and come down your throat. You know, things like that. And you know, just taking that and transitioning it into the NFL. Um, you know, we we played hard nosed football. You know, um, you, you get a nick or you know a little bruise or something. You know, you you walk it off. It was just like I feel like the it it did help me a lot in the ways of how I approach things in life. You know what I mean? Um, I got more of a, you know, uh, bang a nail with a sledgehammer, you know what I mean, yeah. kind of mentality, you know, how, how I approach things and, and try to succeed. And Taj Horthon joins us, former defensive lineman, defensive tackle for the Silver and Black. So give us an Al Davis story, how he knew you. He knows everybody, right? He broke down film, knew who you were. What was the first meeting uh, like? Yeah. What was that first experience like for you? Well, it, I mean, it, it, it was great. Actually, um, but, you know, a good story about Mr. Davis, I was coming off the field, and I remember I, I, I just got out to um, Napa, and, you know, he was on his little golf cart, and, you know, I went over to in my respect, and I said, hello, you know, thanks for the opportunity and everything, and he, during the conversation, you know, he was telling me about, you know, what he sees for me in the future and, and things like that, but what really, you know, took me back was he was talking about my high school film, and, mm. you know, like, Games versus, uh, at the time, there was a, a, a Dan Rovalowski was a quarterback at uh, one of our teams that we played back in back in Connecticut, uh, Hammond High, and, you know, he was telling me about the game and how good I played in a high school game. You know, I, I've had a lot of great games at Wisconsin, but I think, you know, he wanted to let me know, you know, how far into, like, you know, how serious he took everything and, like, how thorough he was in his research which is very impressive to me. Yeah, that is. And every time I talk to an alumni like yourself who played while Mr. Davis was with us, they tell a story like that. And Taj Horthon, as we wrap it up, finally, once a Raider, always a Raider. What did your years with the Silver and Black mean to you? And I know you had to be pretty happy to get that legacy brick from Mark Davis. Oh, the brick, I mean, it, you know, and not, not only that, um, you know, Mr. Davis has done a lot for the um, – Alumni, you know, it's, it, it's great the thing that they do. You know, uh, flying us out to Napa, the the legacy brick, uh, the, the cards. But not only that, the alumni conversations where I get to meet a lot of the older guys that you know I didn't play with and things, and, and just the mm-hmm. tradition. You know, the tradition of being a, a Raider is. I mean, it goes back to history and all the things that Al Davis not only done for the, the Raiders, but what he did for the NFL as a whole. And I think a lot of people. Um, don't realize that, you know, the, the hand that he had in, in bringing the NFL to us.
is very inspiring historically. Absolutely. Thanks so much for doing this. We can't wait to welcome you out in Vegas and have you see the stadium and join us next year for some games. Looking forward to seeing you. That'll be great, JC. Thanks a lot. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. Former Raider linebacker Nick Roach, kind enough to join us. Nick, good to connect with you again. How you been? Thanks for doing this. Hey, no problem, JT. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you again. I love the way you played for the Silver and Black. You led the team in tackles in 2013. And from the Chargers to the Bears, your years there. And then when you came to the Raiders, you were a guy who was on the field every down. What it be? What was it like for you being a Raider? You really seemed to enjoy it and love it. Yeah, I loved it, man. You know, for me, it was important because, you know, it was later on in my career, but that was really the, the Raiders gave me the most amount of responsibility and opportunity that I had up to that point. And so, you know, the, just the fact that they believed in me so much to, to have me out there making calls, getting the chance to play, um, it, it really was special, you know, especially with Coach D.A. and, and uh, Reggie. You know, when he was there, it was just it was a cool opportunity for me, and I really appreciated it. I think your story, I really want you to share what your life's been about, but I want to talk about the beginning. When you went to Northwestern as a football player, academics were really important to you, and you are all academic Big Ten in 2006. Uh, the Brian Piccolo Award shows you as a pro, but the academics early in your life, where did that come from in your family? You know, the big deal for that, JT, was my mom. She uh, was really big on it for me and my siblings because she only had the opportunity to get her associate's degree. And, you know, she, I think she saw how that limited a lot of her options for work. And she just felt like she always had to do a lot more, work a little harder than than she would have needed to if she had gotten a, a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. And so for my mom, it was pretty much no other option besides, you know, she let us pick our college, but we had to go, go to college, you know. Um, so academics was always first for sure, and the opportunity to get a free education from football um, was really a, that was a dream come true. Did you think of that at Northwestern where you started all 32 <laughs> career games? You had a, a stellar career there, but academics, you go to Northwestern, you're there to study. Did you feel like academics were first, football second, or was there a balance there because it's such a great institution? Yeah, you know, I think the unique thing about Northwestern is that you do both you do your sport and you do school at, mm-hmm. at a really high level. You know, first, we definitely emphasize that we're student athletes. And so, you know, without doing your schoolwork and taking care of business as a student, there will be no sport for you to play because you won't be eligible. So we definitely um, emphasize, hey, you know, the things that you're going to learn here and you're going to be able to take away from this school, even if you continue to have a professional sports career, are going to outlast anything you can do on, on a field or a court. Um, you know, get your education, really learn from these teachers, make friends with the staff um, and build relationships that are going to pass, uh, you know, pass anything you could do sports wise. Nick Roach is our guest. He's a former linebacker for the Silver and Black. 
I want to ask you about the style of your play because the Raiders now have a couple of free agent linebackers who have come in and they haven't clicked yet. Corey Littleton is one of them. He's trying to figure out the system. You're a guy who could rush the passer. I went back and looked at a YouTube of a sack you had on Tony Romo, which was incredible. And you also like to stop the run. And the Raiders have really been trying to figure out this linebacker position for quite some time. What was your strength when you played in Oakland? Uh, you know, my strength, I think, had always been versatility. Um, I was never the biggest guy or, you know, maybe the most imposing stature, but, you know, being able to to limit mistakes, first of all, you know, being in the right place at the right time, but also if you need to cover a guy, being able to make sure he doesn't make the catch. And if you need to get to the quarterback, find a way to go get him. And so I think being able to, to be good enough at doing a couple of different things that could be key, you know, depending on the situation. If we can't get a sub in and we need an extra pass rusher or mm-hmm. if we want to stay in a certain personnel and we need somebody to cover the tight end, um, you know, having versatile linebackers I think is always helpful, and that that's what served me a lot for sure from Chicago on to, to being in Oakland. Nick Roach is our guest. What was it like playing in front of the black hole? Some of your best memories playing in Oakland in big games with the crowd on the line. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome, man. You know, I think it's one of those things in the football world where, you know, you get you get to play in Oakland is one thing as a, as an opposing team, but when you get to actually be, you know, when the black hole is on your side, um, there's really nothing like it, man. The amount of energy, the amount of yelling, especially as defensive players, you know, when you can really get your fan base going for you, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Outstanding. We're wrapping it up with Nick Roach. Uh, Nick, I hear the baby in the background. What are you doing with your life today after your career as a football player? What's happening? Yeah, so basically ever since I got done, um, we've been having kids. And <laughs> so we uh, we just had number five back in February. Wow, what a blessing. That's you here right now is uh, Victoria with me. But the other four kids are with mom right now at a little homeschool event. And so basically I've been full-time at home uh, with the kids. I've done some leadership training and, and some kind of like executive coaching things. But full-time, for sure, I've been I've been at home washing dishes and changing diapers. Wow, it sounds like a great blessing. Five kids and to have the life you had, the education, the career as a football player. Once a Raider, always a Raider. What did it mean to you when Mark Davis got you that legacy brick that's going to be out in front of Allegiant Stadium when you come to Vegas for an upcoming visit? Yeah, that was awesome, man. We actually we have it right here next to our front door. And super excited to be able to go and, and uh, you know check out the new the new home because it's one thing to play for a team and to, to have a good time while you're there. But it's really special when the team that you play for still makes you feel like you're welcome. Um, and that you're not, you know, just chewed up and spit out and, and they forget your name as soon as you leave. And so it, it is really special, especially being removed a few years to feel like you're still wanted around, to feel like you still have a place uh, to go and, and feel like family. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate doing this. Great to connect with you again. All the best with your family. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks, JT. You too, brother. Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network.